0: Welcome
1: to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Dogma, one minute at a time. Today we're covering minute seven, quite
0: possibly the greatest cartoons minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Therkutch. And I'm Craig Cohen from uh, Conversations at Jackrabbit Slims, a pulp fiction podcast.
1: Oh, that's, that sounds interesting. Uh, what do you guys cover? Because God knows there's a 8,000 different
0: formats on the internet these days. It's kind of like an anti-minute show. Um, what I do is like a really, really high-level sort of look at the movie every month. I have a different guest on. Um, normally, I'm looking for other podcasters, um, but I'm open to bringing anybody on the show. But We'll just have a general conversation about the movie so uh we're we're sort of in the minute format taking like a microscopic view at things uh on the the monthly show we're kind of taking like a high level uh view of it um and we'll we'll get down into the weeds sometimes and cover specific scenes it's really dependent on the guest and where the conversation goes um but you know it goes everywhere we recorded the other day um, I recorded a, a, an episode for for later this um, this year, and we started talking about Chris Rock's dramatic work in in New Jack City. So the conversation really goes sort of everywhere. Oh yeah, we don't know what that's like, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of fitting because Chris Rock's in Dogma, so yeah. there's a connection there. Yeah.
2: I honestly, last week, I don't know if we talked about the minutes when we we podcasted (laughs) last week. I think we spoke about the beginning and the end of the minute and then nothing in the middle. A
1: lot of it just depends on what's happening, how long the scenes are. Because if you're four or five minutes into the same scene, it's tough to just keep talking about. It's like, yeah, they're both still there. Speaking of scenes, uh, this minute begins with a cheating girlfriend and ends with a familiar voice. So we are into minute seven and we got uh, Matt and Ben. You may have heard of them. They're hanging out at the airport
0: back when you could do such a thing. This is such a Kevin Smith scene. Like watching this scene back, I was really smiling because it 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 reminded me of what I love about Kevin Smith, and it's that that dialogue that it doesn't sound like something people would say in in your everyday sort of journeys, but it's perfect.
1: Yeah, it's to me, it's the difference between what Kevin Smith nails, like right here, is what. Some of the people on shows where I can't stand, like it was um, like the Dawson's Creeks of the world and that kind of stuff where it's heightened, where like that – for some reason, that irritates me, where everyone's brilliant, where I like it here, where it's <laughs> – everyone in, in his movies are you at your
0: wittiest. Oh, yeah. And you're, and, you're, but, a, and you're sharpest. Yeah. But the other good thing here, too, is you have Matt and Ben, and and they're two of the, the best guys to deliver – um, Kevin Smith dialogue other than, uh, you know, Jeff Anderson or Rosario Dawson did a tremendous job with, with Kevin Smith's dialogue, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, there are, like we said, Kevin is Kevin's very specific of like some people can spit it out and some people cannot.
2: Oh yeah, there are some people that cannot. <laughs> yeah, let's,
1: let's yeah, see, see our mall rats coverage.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Alright, now we see they're both talking about, um, they see a couple kissing at the airport, which is uh, if you see a couple kissing at the airport, what do you think? Are you just like, oh, they must have been away for a long time? Or are you like, they're just those people that need to kiss in public to irritate
0: me? <laughs> <laughs>
2: they, don't, they don't even have plane tickets. They just like to come back and kiss in front
0: of everybody. <laughs> well, it could also be somebody coming or going, depending on, you know... I mean, I mean, without Ben saying anything, you know, you could assume that it's somebody getting ready to go away. Yeah, that it definitely looks like a coming back kiss. Because the... Uh, yeah.
1: Or, you know, the going away, you give the kiss, and then you wait for the guy to walk out of eyesight, and then you're like, all right, let me go to the boyfriend. Also, if she um, – I'm not 100% sure that it's not Monica Lewinsky that's kissing him. <laughs> because she's got, like, the shoulder-length hair. She's got the beret on. And, like, from her profile, it kind of looks like her. <laughs>
2: Although I'll get the I was kind of busy in the in the late '90s, early 2000s, dealing with other nonsense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I, I was going to ask. Is that the right time frame?
1: <laughs> um, it would have been after it, wouldn't it? Yeah, because well, yeah. But I, mean,
2: I wanted to ask you
0: guys this: this movie, I remember the lead up to this really, really well. But he shot this, and then it sat it sat around for a while before it came out in theaters, didn't it? Because I I kind of feel like I read about it forever. I think it just got read about because from the
1: moment it was they in like pre production, yeah. everybody uh. was talking about it. Because it's one of those movies where the hype about how against Catholicism it was and how anti religious was gonna it was like this huge blast of that coming out. And then when you watch the movie you're like, Well, I mean, I guess I could see why it would piss off real hardcore religious people, but it's not really anti religious unless I mean, obviously if you're anti-abortion right there
0: that's a deal breaker for you
1: but like (laughs) i've certainly i've certainly seen movies that were harder on the church than this
0: yeah well i I think a lot of it was was really really misguided and i remember too that kevin like he joined in on a lot of protests against this movie as well oh my god that is the best footage ever he's i think he says he's brian johnson
1: in the footage (laughs) and they're like this is local man brian johnson and they're like he looks a lot like the guy that directed this movie
0: (laughs) I remember seeing this in in theaters. I remember, I think every Kevin Smith movie, I can pretty much tell you where I was and, you know, like where I was sitting in the theater when I saw it. And this movie, I remember I went and saw it. I was still working in radio at the time. So I had a weird schedule. Like I didn't have like a nine to five, like, you know, some days I would... I would go in at three o'clock or something because I had to work till 11 at night. And I remember I saw this like the first show before I went to work, probably the day that the, it, it came out. So that that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, this was, this might have been the first Kevin Smith movie I actually saw in the theater. Because mm. I wouldn't have seen, I would have been eh, too young or too out of it to see. Well, I didn't see Clerks. I saw Clerks when I was out on uh, VHS. Same. All Rats I didn't see. Chasing Amy was probably too small of a release to see. Mm. And then this was been his first like big budget, big stars that came out. Um, if you look at the letter that he opens, I because I had to stop it to see who it's you know addressed to. It's just addressed to occupants. <laughs> <laughs> the people were lucky
2: that he didn't throw it away. It actually is addressed to um, three forty five Redemption Boulevard, Milwaukee, Wisconsin five three two zero two. So I tried to look that up and there is no redemption boulevard but there is a 345 St Paul Ave 53203 which i believe is a church also
0: Oh nice Did yeah. did Kevin Mallrats was filmed in Oh that was in Minnesota or was That was Minnesota Minnesota okay I was, I was trying to figure out I'm like I bet you Kevin's never even, when he filmed this he had never been to Wisconsin
1: <laughs> Oh absolutely not well he there's in the script there's a deleted thing about he says at one point, I think Loki says to Bartleby, like, how come we never – like, they were banished specifically to Wisconsin. Like, that's where they're sent. And they're like, how come we never left Wisconsin? And they're like, we were afraid we'd get sent somewhere worse. And he's like, well, where the hell is worse than this? And he's like, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's supposed to be the joke later on of like, oh, yeah, that's where you're going to end up anyway.
2: <laughs> uh, okay, so it's not a church now. I just clicked Street View on Google, and it's a parking garage now. So I don't know <laughs> well, what church you can,
1: <laughs> Listen – Anything can be a church if you pray hard enough.
2: <laughs> true, this is true. And this, the movie itself was filmed
0: in Jersey and and Pittsburgh, right?
1: Yes, I think this was one. Of his, I think he went back to Pittsburgh for one of the other ones. He liked Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, well, uh, the, the further the further along his his career went, the less and less the films actually shot in Jersey. <laughs> oh yeah, at one point he was. They
1: didn't even film.
0: They didn't even do Quick Stop in Jersey anymore. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because his people were like, we can just build you a Quick Stop. You don't have to go there. <laughs> <laughs> because filming in Jersey is not financially good for you
0: no there, and it sucks because there was a point where um, I think it was in, in Bayonne or Hoboken they had, um, they had that studio set up for a while and they filmed like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind there and like Jersey was like a legitimate um, you know movie haven and then I think it was Christie um, he basically got rid of like all the tax incentives, so it, it oh, was no course. longer financially you know, feasible to shoot in Jersey.
1: Well, they had to pay for his extra food somehow. <laughs> <laughs> listen, if you uh, – I forget which one it was. It had to be mole rats. You can listen to me go down on a rant about all the, the New Jersey governors because <laughs> <laughs> God knows there's a lot of them. Oh, all right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Matt Damon reads the thing with a wonderful picture of George Carlin in it. Is this the and then I think that's when he they mentioned plenary
0: indulgence. No, oh, is no, that, that's I, is I that think later. That's, Am I losing yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Here, um, <laughs> Matt is is frustrated that um, they're at the airport when he could be at home watching cartoons. That's what he's like. He could be yeah. home watching his fucking cartoons. Yeah. What cartoons
1: <laughs> do you think he watched? Oh, I can do better than that, Craig. I got a list Uh-oh. here of the twenty twenty best cartoons of the nineties. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I will go down the list. I will do it quickly. Um, before I do, why don't you throw some out there? Do you think are on the list? I have not uh, looked at the only one I can see is the first one, so I won't say that one. I, I, I can see the 80s 20.
2: and 90s mixed up, but I think Thundercats is on there, probably right.
1: I feel like that's 80s. Um, I would say X, the X Men cartoon. I would say, oh, uh,
2: okay, like Spider Man, X Men. He made Beavis and
1: Butt Head.
2: Okay, I'm 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 thinking 80s. That I mean, definitely, yeah.
1: Simpsons, a- Animaniacs.
2: Um, Simpsons been on for a hundred years, so they go for yeah, so all. The I think South Park came out. In oh, areas. yeah, I would, I would guess South Park. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Now I'm going to go down the list and listen. Let's see how smart we are. I mean, this is, I'm on brains.org, so like, it's not exactly CNN. <laughs> All right. Number 20, Darkwing Duck. Nice. Okay. Number 19, Doug.
2: Oh, okay. I hate Doug. <laughs> oh, stupid Doug. I
0: hate Doug. Yeah, dude. there's going to be a lot of Nickelodeon stuff on here. I just remembered. Yeah, yeah, I didn't
1: yeah, think about that. Wild. Oh, here's one I actually like Tailspin. Mm.
2: Tailspin was good.
1: Yeah, ninety to ninety four. Oh,
2: that was
0: all part of that like that that Disney block, right? Like Darkwing Duck, part of it. Like that
1: afternoon, yeah. Yeah,
2: Rescue Rangers is probably on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: My God, Uh, Rocco's Modern Modern Life is on there. Number seventeen. Nickelodeons. Pinky and the Brain.
2: I like Pinky and the Brain. The critic. It stinks. Uh,
1: Yeah. It stinks. (laughs) Uh, Number fourteen is Tiny Toon Adventures, which I completely forgot about. But I used to love that show when it came out. Me too. you're like man they totally rewrote everything and then you just watch the old ones you're like oh it's the same thing
2: (laughs) it's the same thing a little less violence that's about it
1: a little less violence and a lot less racism (laughs) Uh, number 13 is
2: Bobby's World
1: Mm. you
2: know I didn't hate that then but I bet you I hate it now
1: Uh, yeah he he can be tough to deal with number 12 is Animaniacs which I guess that makes sense number 11 completely forgot about this one King of the Hill
2: Oh, yeah, King of
1: the Hill. <laughs> uh, number 10, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> number uh, number nine, Spoon the Tick. The Tick. The Tick was the best. <laughs> <laughs> what, they've made two live-action series now that have the Tick? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah I think yeah. they're
2: still going on Amazon, right? Uh,
1: that one, I think, only ran for one season because uh, apparently it costs a lot of money. Uh, number eight, Ryan and Stimpy. Of uh, number seven, How Stupid Are We? SpongeBob. Oh, SpongeBob right. 90s, uh, really? It, in 99 it started.
2: Oh my god, Spongebob's been out for thirty years almost. Twenty six some years.
1: Number six, the most overrated cartoon ever, Daria. Ugh yeah. <laughs> they were like, it's the smart cartoon show. Is it though? <laughs> number five, Family Guy, I think which also started at ninety nine. Not a fan. You're not a fan of Family Guy?
2: No, I, the, can the kid talk or not? I don't know if they understand them, but the dog talks. Everybody understands the dog. Wait,
1: that's your deal breaker? <laughs> is, is the, <laughs> the, the internal dogs. logic of the show? I don't show?
2: understand. I don't know. Are, are they, did they hear the kids? Sometimes they can understand them. Sometimes oh they can't. God. But the dog, yeah. they always can understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm out.
0: My thing with it, Chris, is it's kind of like the Jimmy Fallon of cartoons. It's kind of How like dare, you. We're just, How we're just dare gonna, you? No, we're just going to do a reference, and that's what makes it funny.
2: Listen, oh, okay, and you better know the reference or else you won't get it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying it's better than some of these other cartoons, but it is certainly not Jimmy Fallon. I have watched Jimmy Fallon, and that is no Jimmy Fallon, sir.
0: I do like the like, Star Wars ones he did though. The um yeah. the, the Family Guy Star Wars episodes.
1: Like, I don't think it's it's not as smart as The Simpsons. It's not as like edgy or even as smart as like South Park, but alright, Futurama's number four. Mm. Yeah. Number three, Beavis and Butthead. Number two, speaking that, of it, South Park. And number one, shocking absolutely no one, The Simpsons. S- wow, Simpsons, <laughs> right. yeah. Simpsons did it. <laughs> yeah, Simpsons so was only good not, for that not, first 25 seasons. <laughs> yeah. So what I, do you well, think is, what are his cartoons that he's missing, though?
0: Out of that list? Yeah. Well, and, and also like it they don't really establish what time of day it is either, right? Like Yeah, is it nine AM or yeah, do you think he's missing his Saturday
1: AM cartoons, or is he missing his coming home from school cartoons? Yeah, is yeah. he
2: missing Tailspin or Beavis and Butthead?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I kind of feel like he's watching like
0: the kitty shit, like like Tailspin or Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Like. I could see he could watch Tailspin,
1: Darkwing Duck. He's catching Power Rangers in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, I could like, definitely I'm, see that. Just I'm not sure there.
0: He, he'd, he'd get Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, he yeah, would. not. Get, he'd be You're like,
1: right. I don't understand this at all. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they um,
1: the fashion choice is interesting too. Just having them wear the black and the hoods—it's funny. It became it became a real uniform for quote unquote angels. Mm. I see someone wearing something similar to this this to this day. I'm like, I wonder if they're an angel. They're just in <laughs> well, disguise.
0: Uh, it's kind of unfortunate too, because what like Columbine happened right around this time as well, and they were like, yeah, they were wardrobe, weren't they? Thankfully, not close enough where you're like, Ugh.
1: but they <laughs> yeah, they wore like the black trench coats and yeah, yeah. they actually look more like uh, the Matrix. If you watch, like the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like most things, it's like you watch the Matrix and you're like, man, everybody looks so great in this. I'm gonna wear this. Yeah, they look great because they all have two percent body fat and personal trainers <laughs> <laughs> and and a makeup person and lighting and a hair person. Like yeah. well, us you know normal humans co- don't get to look like that.
0: You know what the cool thing about watching the Matrix is now um, is the scenes where they're not in the Matrix where like everybody's like pale and pasty and you know uh you know it's just like you know, like Keanu Reeves was like, Oh great, I don't have to do push-ups today. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's
1: like, yeah, I don't I don't have to I don't have to like, you know, cut all my water intake for the whole day so I can have cut abs. <laughs> That's why like what was that, that last uh the last Avengers movie? You know, Chris Hemsworth was like, hell yeah. I don't have to <laughs> yeah. get in shape. <laughs> I could just be a fat pig. <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you seen the set photos from the new one they're filming, though? The Love and Thunder one? Yeah, time. I think he's got still, I think he's got like the Hulk Hogan body still. Oh,
2: really? Oh, yeah. He's, he's got a Hulk Hogan movie.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, speaking of Oh, yeah, brother, not really. But we get another Hicks cousin, Grant Hicks. <laughs> how
2: many How many
1: Hicks are there? Uh, we are now, would be four Hicks deep at this point?
2: <laughs> we're, we're four in, and I don't think we're at the end of the Hicks. Is he the most successful so far? Hmm.
1: Okay. So Dante works in a convenience store. Um, <laughs> the guy in Mall Rats is just just a, is a guest on a dating show, and he's going to college for I don't remember what it was, but it was something really stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was two really awful majors. Yeah, uh, and, well, uh, no, chasing Amy, they were they were like executives, kind oh, of.
0: Oh yeah, the music executives, was, executives, right? Yeah,
1: we're but done. they like seemed really slimy, and I'm guessing they probably ran a company that went out of business at some point.
0: yeah grant could probably you know travel the country you know like like a lot of those regional news people like you know they when they wear out their welcome in one region they just you know up up and move to ohio and go through that state and and just keep moving so who knows grant hicks might still be on the air today
1: yeah what do you think do you think well assuming if what happened to him doesn't happen (laughs) Grant, grant hicks um do you think he moves up in the world or down you know how you move to bigger and smaller towns he's currently in red bank as the red bank correspondent does he move up to a slightly bigger town or down to a slightly smaller town? Does like does he get even on, more regional? I think he's on the upswing here. I think he's on the upswing. He's got a ceiling though, and his ceiling no major is probably, market. No, 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 no major market. He gets uh, you know, he's in like Tuscaloosa or something like that.
2: <laughs> you sure? You sure he doesn't retire thirty years in Red Bank?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's possible. I mean yeah, we there see, are those news guys that you just they're, they're like state they're there forever.
1: Well, I mean, we yeah. see those guys around here, but the difference is we're getting, like, I know you're getting Vegas stations and we're getting Philly stations, but, like, that's a good gig to get. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you're, you're at, like, a major market.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. you're not really moving up from a, a major city.
1: Yeah, if you're in Philly – I mean, if you're in Philly, your move up is probably New York, and if you're in yeah. Vegas, your move up is probably LA. Yeah. But, like, I'm guessing those jobs are few and tough to get. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh- all right, great. so we get a we get a little smidge of Grant Hicks, but not too much. So we're not going to get too far into him. Does anybody have anything else for this minute they would like to discuss?
0: No, you've got like the the great like late '90s, you know, uh, somewhat homophobic, you know, exchange about uh, you know, hurry up and take it before people think I'm breaking up with you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I did that, <laughs> that. I forgot. But even mention. that, that's.
0: <laughs> but I still feel like,
1: unlike some of the other homophobic jabs we've had over the last three movies you could still put that in a movie today
0: yeah I, I think so yeah you know I could definitely see that in like a harm Apatow movie or something because right. you could
1: I mean because if you it's one of those you can tell if it's homophobic or not if you change the sex of the, the one of the people involved does it still land yeah oh. it does if the yeah. other person's a female they can still say like please stop looking at me. People are going to think I just broke up with you. Like, yeah. it still works. If you change the sex and then it doesn't work anymore, then you got to reevaluate what you're going for.
0: <laughs> you know what? That That is a great, that is a great... Yeah, that's a good theory. ...way yeah. to test things.
1: Now, don't look into it too much because I'm sure there's a hundred ways you can prove that it's not wrong. Let's all just assume that I came up with a real, like, Yoda-level knowledge nugget and we'll just
2: move on from there. I can't wait to start telling people about that, and then they yell at me and tell me. <laughs> and I'm like, they're I'm like, sorry. that doesn't work at all, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> they rattle off, Stupid. like, 15 scenes that discount it. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm it's like like when Jeff the, told me. Jeff told me. I didn't make that up, Jeff. It's
1: one of those when somebody comes up with, like, one of those brilliant movie laws, and they're like, this is just the way it is. And you're like, yeah, it is. And then you start looking into it. You're like, this doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> like, what is the um, – oh, I'm not going to remember. What's the rule about – how, you know, the women talking to each other or whatever. In the oh, movie yeah, yeah in, to, in a movie, uh,
0: if there's not, you know, a certain amount of scenes where two women are talking and they're not talking about men. Yes. The, uh, the What, the Bechdel test, I think. The Bechdel test, yes, that's what yeah. it is.
1: It's supposed to improve the inherent sexism of movies, which, spoiler alert, no shit. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> but
1: um, the problem is sometimes movies that are horrifically... Like misogynistic and against women will pass the damn test.
0: Oh, yeah. There's yeah. two
1: women talk to each other. <laughs> and then there's movies where, like, there'll be a strong female protagonist, but it doesn't pass the Bechdel test because there may not be another woman for her to interact with. Yeah. So it's weird. Movies are weird, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if there's nothing else, Craig, why don't you uh, plug a podcast if you want to?
0: All right. Excellent. Yeah. Like we talked about at the beginning of this minute, um, conversations at Jackrabbit Slim's the first Friday of every month. I sit down with a, a fellow podcaster or a friend or family member and we just have a, a, a cool little chat about one of my favorite movies, uh, Pulp Fiction. And, uh, I've been really, really enjoying it. Um, coming up on a year, I'm not sure when this minute's coming out, but, uh, it's one of the many projects I started, uh, during the, uh, the pandemic and, uh, it's, it's really helped me sort of keep my sanity. So, uh, yeah, conversations at Jackrabbit Slims, put that into your favorite podcatcher and, uh, and enjoy. Hopefully, I'm not. I'm not,
2: well, not, not out, Chris. You up. gotta go. You're not me out. <laughs> we are the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're on Doinggenre.com. We worked our way through clerks, mall rats, chasing Amy. We've suffered through, and now we're on Dogma. What are we? Seven episodes in now? And, <laughs> yeah, it's minute yeah, seven. So What's I guess so. Seven? Yeah, so I just had to check if it was minute seven or not. What a dipshit. <laughs> that's all I got. You got anything else, Joe?
1: No, Chris. Stop looking at me like that. People are gonna think I just broke up with you.
2: Who's <laughs> I'm going to record that and take it <laughs> to <into> work tomorrow. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs>